systems are offline. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. The Pat and AJ Podcast. Well, because they got great banter. They jib-jab. Jib-jab, jib-jab, jib-jab. Pat and AJ. I feel like the conversation we've been having in the last five minutes is a lot more interesting than the shit they're talking about on the radio. Just moronic commentary and stupid sound effects, and it's just dumb. It doesn't make any sense. It's the Pat and AJ Podcast. From the Midwest to the Southwest. And all points in between. I would say ports, but there's no ports. There's no ports in between the Midwest and Southwest. No, not really. I Uh, feel like um, the Will Ferrell character, when he was Michael Scott's replacement in the office, because he uh, said he had a fascination with the American Southwest, and he had all these (laughs) pictures in his office. It's Coco (laughs) Pelly. Well, uh, AJ is that person. Welcome to 35. That's right. The episode 35 in the ongoing saga of the Pat and AJ podcast, AJ is uh, now in the Southwest. She's in Tucson. You are in Arizona. You have said goodbye to all your Midwestern friends. And No, it was more like an Irish goodbye, as in I'm just going to leave. We did talk and... about that, yes. That <laughs> you just left. And, and you did now. I did say goodbye to some people. Episode 34 was mainly material, by the way, that we recorded prior, okay? It was like 90% stuff that we had recorded prior. So this is the first time that we're doing the podcast again from two different locations. We've done this before when I was in Hawaii, and you were here in Michigan. Now you're in Arizona. I'm in Michigan. So, uh, one, hi, you're alive. Everyone wants. Everyone wants to know if AJ's alive. Why is everybody so afraid of everything? I can't tell you how many people (laughs) have absolutely flipped out that A, I drove across the country alone, B, I am living in this house alone for a month, and C, yesterday I went hiking alone, and and people, I swear to God, these are the same people who say, I'm not going to live in fear. They're terrified something's going to happen to me if I'm alone, and maybe um, it's just me, but I'm not afraid of anything. (laughs) I mean, I think there's a lot of factors involved and everything from culture to, to, to who you are and how you're raised. But it's real, man. Like, we had a friend yeah. that we used to work with, wonderful single mom. And, I mean, grown woman, not not like a 16 and pregnant. Grown woman, single mom. But she did draw the line at certain things because she's like, I don't have a man with me. And it was like going on vacation, like like something like that, driving across the country solo or with her son, she would have never done it because it's no. like you need a male companion for that. That is, I, I have a companion. It's called my dog and mace. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not afraid of anything. So now, okay. I don't know. I, did, I had no problems. So tell, I mean, I'm, I mean we'll, we'll, we'll get into all the funs of it, but I mean, no, no major dust-ups. You didn't get um, assaulted, accosted. Uh, no, nothing like that. No, car, no fender benders. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. No. There no. you go. Just say it was. This has been a very uneventful. It's been seven days since I left today. So, yeah. um, no, literally nothing has happened. Right. I have had a, uh, I've had a, a water guy come over to the house, an okay. electrician, and today a pool guy. And I haven't been accosted by any of them. There They've you go. just come over and done their jobs and left. <laughs> It's just so weird to me. I don't know. I've just never been one of those people who's like afraid to be by myself. So Although, to see people afraid for me is weird. You may want to start paying closer attention. You know, AJ, for a quick second, uh, had this idea. She was going to uh, start an all-female contractor service <laughs> because she got into like fixing things around the house. 
Yeah, I started replacing light fixtures which, and and faucets and stuff, and and I actually found it not to be as hard as they thought. Which, which, by the way, as any uh, young lesbian will tell you, it's usually <laughs> the first thing you do when you come out of the closet is you immediately a <laughs> lot of fixing. You get a toolkit. My sister will tell you all Stop about this. It. You know. Stop it. But so. You fixed, I mean, you fixed or fixed up or changed a lot of things around the house, famously your bathroom, the, the house here in Michigan. Now, I'm not saying that you ever did a bad job because obviously I suck and I, and I hire people to do this kind of shit, but AJ is a thrifty gal. Some of the weird shit going on with some of your fixes now that you're gone. Like what? Oh, um, you know how our bathroom downstairs it always, ever since AJ changed all the faucets, it never really gave you a lot of hot water. And yeah, I, apparently that can be like a fixture thing. I read about yes. it. Well, that's completely false. I knew it. You knew it. Because, yeah. the, because the cold water came rushing out and the hot water was a trickle. And it never even really got hot enough. No. Because it was a trickle. You would just wash your hands in cold water. Well, that's kind of why I didn't feel it was a big deal, because do you really need, like, scalding hot water in a in a No, in but a you don't want bath? ice water. The problem is when you have no, like, at this point, it's like all cold water. So I'm in, Were the, you w- <laughs> so I'm in there this weekend, and I realize it's kind of a slow drain. And I was like, oh, shit, you know, let me go to the store, get some Drano, because I don't want to leave the owners like a slow drain. Oh, that drain has always been like that since so, before I fixed it, to be fair. I go, I do that, and, and, and after you use any kind of you know solvent like that, those cleaning oh, gels, you have yeah, to rinse it out with hot water. You're supposed to rinse it with hot water, yeah. Right? They're like, oh, keep it running for like 10 minutes with hot water. So what do I do? I just put on this trickle, and I go, well, <laughs> the trickle is going to have to eventually get hot. And the way I look at it, I'm like, this is kind of going to be like a science experiment. Like, will the trickle ever get hot? <laughs> So I legitimately forget about the trickle, and I go about my day, and then I got to take a poop. So I go into the bathroom to knock out a number two, and I'm playing on my phone, and then like the fucking River Nile, the hot water begins to gush. Shut up. At a geyser-type power out of this faucet. Shut the hell up. Are you serious? And now it's emitting steam. It is like scalding hot and there's all this. I'm like, hold on. Now, mind you, if I wasn't in there taking a deuce, yeah. this would have gone highly awry. So I turn it off and I go, holy shit. Maybe, no offense, but in my mind, I'm like, maybe that's part of the directions. When you first install it, you're supposed to do that. I'm like, I love my wife, but she skim reads at best. That's something she might've skipped over. I came up with all these theories as to why all of a sudden now we had full pressure, hot water. Um, it's because I think the way the install job went, we can only have full pressure on one side because now the cold water side is down oh, to my God. a trickle. So we have Jesus. so we have scalding hot water, which will come Excellent. out at a nice, very strong pressure, and to counter it, a trickle of cold water. So, you know, again, really good intentions. And you're way better than I am, um, but not, I mean, maybe continue your apprenticeship Maybe continue learning before listen, you try saying, going into business. Listen, listen, listen. I never said I knew everything. I just, you know, you got to learn. This is how you learn. It's just like, I don't want it to be, again, I'm like, the house has been 
appraised, inspected. I think the, nothing like what are we waiting for? It's like the closing date and I think the final walkthrough. And I'm just like, I don't want to be the guy who pulls the switcheroo and they're going to show up here on their first day and be like, all this shit wasn't wrong. First of all, <laughs> it's not a switcheroo. I'll tell you what a switcheroo is. is What's a switcheroo? When our, um, when our terrible neighbors moved out of their house next door mm-hmm. and our wonderful new neighbors moved in, apparently the old neighbors took like doors and mirrors and stuff oh, that they, were oh, not, yeah, like literally took like pantry doors and and mirrors out well, of the house. They and swi- that's a switcheroo. They switched them because they had bought in really fancy ones, but kept the stock ones because it was a new yeah. home build. And then yeah. when they moved out, they just put the stock shit back in and took their fancy doors, which is honestly a level of petty that even I have a hard time oh, yeah. figuring like, out. I, but I, I mean, that just, just to, uh, you know, that, that absolutely substantiated my claims that they're terrible people. <laughs> I, like, at, for, for a long time, I'm like, am I the asshole? Am I the one who's being a jerk here? And when I found out that they did that, I'm like, no, they've always been the jerk. So that's so, a switcheroo. You know, if you want to call, listen, if you want to call a plumber, I, I salute that. Okay. That's fine. All right. Um, I just don't, I, you know, it's, it's, I don't want to be the guy who causes them any kind of heartache on their first day. Cause that's no. like such basic shit. Like wash your hands. Like, do you, do you remember the first thing that ever went wrong with our first house? Cause I do. Do you remember? Um, oh gosh, there were a few things. Yeah. But, the but I don't very remember first which thing, one came first. Garage no. door opener. Yes. Very, okay. It was that. Yeah. And the garage in our old house was a huge point of contention because it was attached to the home. But not, there was no door inside the house. Yeah, there was no door. So you would have to exit the garage and walk around to the front door of the home. It was a big to-do. Well, it wasn't a huge, it wasn't a big deal. It was kind of weird, but well, a like lot of people Every time it was on like, the market. Yeah, people wouldn't buy it because of that. And we yeah. were like, screw it, we'll take it. And so we bought that house and we were like, man, this is awesome. It's our first home buying experience. And we did this, all the fucking hula hoop shit you got to do to get your first home. And we're in there like a day and a half. And the garage door opener, boom, shits out on us. And I'll never forget that feeling of like, ooh, like if this is the first thing to go wrong and this is something like a garage door, like, oh my God, what am I in for? Now, hang on. To be fair, yeah. um, that house had been empty for a while because it, it was a foreclosure. This house here in Arizona has been empty for a while because the guy who owned it is serving overseas. Mm-hmm. So I have had, I mean, I it, the house was inspected and everything was fine. However, yeah. I have had to call an electrician. The water was not turned on. And I have a pool guy coming over today because the pump's all messed up. And I guess I just don't. Like, does it kind of make me angry that I got to walk in and spend all this money? A little bit, but I'm also like, eh, you know, it's a it's a new house. Well, and- I mean, it's 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 the age-old saying, you're a homeowner now. Welcome to yeah. being a homeowner. I mean, that's what we were yeah. telling our friend Alex when she came and bought our uh, 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 leaf blower. I'm, I'm like, why do you need this? She's like, I bought a house and there's fucking leaves. I'm like, oh, yeah. I know. They never tell you that part. So I mean, I just expect things to, you know, not be working. And it, it, and while it kind of chaps my ass a little bit, I'm like, whatever. I got to pay for this and then I won't have to pay for it again. So. Yeah. Well, AJ's home alone in the Southwest. I am home. I know it's, it's terrifying, everybody. Yes. <laughs> I am home barely alone in the Midwest. That is terrifying. <laughs> And um, we have many fun things here on episode 35. Yes, including the harrowing tale of how one lady, all by herself, travels 1,900 miles and lives to tell the tale. (laughs) I'm actually making history tonight as the first person 
with Asperger's to host SNL. <laughs> or at least the first to admit it. <laughs> so I won't make a lot of eye contact with the cast tonight. But in all right, I'm pretty good at running human in emulation mode. <laughs> so I didn't know if I was out of the know until it kind of broke later on. I mean, I guess as it was happening. Hey, who knew Elon Musk uh, has Asperger's syndrome? Anyone? I feel like I've read it somewhere before, but it's not like something he's been super like vocal but about. Has it been speculated? Is it one of those things where it's been because there's some people that are like, which is, by the way, this is ethically totally wrong to ever try to diagnose anyone from a mental yeah. health pr- perspective. Yeah, but you and I have a little bit of um, an upper hand on that because we have a child on the autism spectrum, sure. and we we kind of know what that looks like, even though it's a very diverse spectrum. But so, still, no. I had never heard that Elon Musk. I feel like the guy who sent in rockets to Mars, you would know if he is not a neurotypical. Now, listen, a lot of our great innovative minds... I mean, sometimes we chalk them up to being nerdy. I mean, Bill Gates is, I think, what, everyone, you come to mind, right, of, like, the computer nerd. Yeah. But I don't think we've had, like, a big tech or innovative guy that is not very neurotypical. Because Bill Gates can sell you. Steve Jobs could sell you. Wozniak can sell you. Even Zuckerberg, for for as kind of weird as Zuckerberg is, he can still, I mean, they're all very neurotypical. Elon Musk has Asperger's. Yeah, I, and now that I... Because I don't feel like we've seen him in an extended role at any point. In fact, I have watched videos where he like launches a product. And the whole time, I'm like, is he on the spectrum? Like, I can't tell. Well, and I he, mean, you almost get into um, not every leader of a company is a great showman. You know, yeah, yeah, and he's and I, you know, those the videos I've watched, I could never tell, but he hosted Saturday Night Live over the weekend. God knows why, um, but it was <laughs> once he said it, he said, "I am the first person to host SNL who has Asperger's," or "I'm the first person to admit it," which I thought was even funny. That was funny. That was funny. <laughs> um, but as I watched the episode, I saw like little ticks and movements and just habits that like our son has and our son's on the autism spectrum of course asperger's and autism not the same thing but as i watched the episode it became more and more obvious i'm like oh hell yeah he has asperger's but he i thought it was you know what i watched it last night i thought it was funny as hell see it was was a great episode i mean everyone kind of bagged on it when it first got announced because like you said it was just what the fuck is elon musk doing we all thought he bought his SNL. way in with he like paid lauren michaels like a ton of bitcoin like yeah. can i host snl <laughs> I, hey i need to up uh, up my value again let me host right but it was actually pretty funny and it was it was fun and listen when you're opening the show by saying i have asperger's which again i had thought i'm like oh did i miss that along the way and by within a, an hour there's news articles everywhere that oh elon musk reveals on snl live which by the way not just live to us it was the first internationally live streamed episode in snl's history it was live on really? yes it was live on youtube i mean they've been available to international audiences but never as it's happening live so huh. it was literally a global event 
for this you know dude what? to host. The, the more I think about it, and I was of the same camp in the beginning. I'm like, why the hell is Elon Musk hosting SNL? And I don't know if he bought his way in or whatever. But, I mean, he's one of those, he's a household name at this point, And we barely know anything about him. And like I said, you have to like really search for videos where he's giving like long pitches about what he's doing. So I f- almost feel like this was kind of a... um like a kind of an introduction to Elon and I kind of liked it. I mean, after a while, I'm like, I like this because now I know how this super smart, super rich guy um, kind of exists as a person and not just as a name. Well, and I mean, what's interesting about it is that uh, for me personally, Elon Musk, and I don't know how much you know about him or anything. He's someone that I agree and disagree with. And I love those people because if I agree with you 100% of the time, I think, all right, maybe you're preaching to a choir and I'm the choir member. And that's why I love everything you say. And if I disagree with you 100% of the time, I feel like you're just doing the opposite of that. But someone that I can agree with on half the times and and the other half not. And Elon's that dude. And I think he even made made fun of that when they talked about some of his tweets where he's like, yeah, I send guys to the moon and we're doing the electric car. But then I also send out tweets like this. And it's like, it's 69 days after 420. He he. And <laughs> he did he did talk about the uh, smoking weed thing. And that was that was another one. So he smoked weed on Joe on, on a Joe Rogan's podcast. And that was aside from SNL the most I've ever seen him talk except that was a podcast. He was talking directly to another person. Yeah, one so, on one, yeah. Yeah, so like if he was, you know, if he he does have Asperger's, you couldn't really tell because he was just having a a high conversation. But once you got into the sketches in SNL, you could totally see it. But yeah, he he did joke about the, you know, oh, everybody knows me because I I smoked weed on Joe Rogan's podcast. I mean, again, because it was just the first time that you saw this CEO guy and it literally affected Wall Street. Like the Tesla stock died because oh my god their ceo smoked weed with joe rogan which by the way the other ceos are all out raping women or or like doing drugs by the way and but 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 they keep it uh quiet so you don't care so elon's just like a whole other kind of kind of monster but it kind of brought up this um new divide in the world of autism spectrum disorder and the Asperger's community. Because you even now, you already referenced during this conversation, AJ, you said, well, he has Asperger's, our son has autism. Well, yeah, and I thought those were two different things. And, and they, this, this stuff is evolving so fast, it's hard to keep up with it. Well, you're, you're right, because as of the last evolution, Asperger's has been put under the umbrella of autism spectrum disorder. Now we okay. say spe- we say spectrum because it literally is a spectrum. If you've ever gone to any kind of an autism event, it is everything from nonverbal kids to very highly verbal kids and all the shades in between. So, one of my friends posted about Elon, you know, revealing he has Asperger's on SNL. She's so proud cuz she's the mother of an Aspie which is a, a kind of a cute nickname yeah. within the community. And 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 she goes, "Yes, we you know, there are we still are the Asperger's community, not not autism, you know." And I was like, "Very interesting to kind of see my friend 
put this little line in the sand like no and, and there is a rift between these two communities the asperger's people don't want to be grouped in with the autism people the autism people feel um like insulted that the asperger's people don't want to be included with them and the parents are disagreeing there's a rift in the parents too Jeez. where it's where it's well no 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 my son or my daughter has asperger's not not autism so it, it's it's a whole new rift that is like growing and i didn't even know if people knew that technically they're not like like now they're combined under the same umbrella did no, you No, i didn't know that no no not till you just told me no i mean it's uh kind of like i mean it's like the communications program at your local college you know there's no there's no more radio program or tv program there's now just a, a communications program yeah okay Think of it, Think of it like that. And I don't know. See, I'm so tribal in that way that I immediately wanted to start arguing with my friend because I immediately felt triggered. I did. I felt like, well, how come you want to differentiate your son from my son? And how come your son? So so what's wrong with, with them being in the in the same camp? You feel me? Yeah, I've just never thought that hard about it because I didn't know that they were not they were in the same camp until about three minutes ago. <laughs> well, 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 then. So, 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 how would you feel if like one of your like like you met someone with a son who has Aspergers and you're like, oh, I have a son with autism? And they're like, oh, well, that's not the same thing. I don't know enough about Aspergers to make that distinction. I don't know enough about it and how it's how it is different and how it is similar to autism. I just know it's similar to autism, so I don't know enough about it to make that distinction yet. It's kind of like how um, the term um, high functioning is a very quickly becoming a controversial term in the autism world because they say that it casts a shadow upon those who then like if all right, if your child's high functioning, then what are the other children? Yeah, I get it. I get it. You don't, and you want to say low functioning. It's just that's, and that's the hard part is that it's a, it's a spectrum, and it's a very, and it's a perfect name for it because it's such a wide array of, um, I don't want to say disabilities because that's not the word either. It's such a wide array of, what's the word? I can't even think of the word. It's it's so hard to explain. This is like a problem I have with it. A lot of the time is like for our son, I don't see it as a disability. I just see it as that's yeah. who he is. You know, we all see, have our I, own issues to deal with. So I've I've even gotten caught in that where I've noticed I in when I'm talking about my son and if the autism thing comes up, I will say, oh, my son has autism, but uh, he, he has high function. He's he's high functioning. And I caught myself self saying that and. I kind of reflected back as to why. I go, well, why would I say that? And I realized it was because I was trying to explain to the people I was talking to if they had a stereotypical image in their head of someone with, someone with autism, it was like I was trying to give them a quick snapshot of who my son was. Well, yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's the, the, for the longest time, everybody, you said autism, and everybody thought about Rain Man. And sure. while that can be true for some, it's not true for others. So I get yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that was the only representation we had. But it's just, uh, I don't know, it's uh, interesting, and it's cool to know that I suppose, um, whether it's Asperger's, autism, it, you know, it's all a neurological um, disorder. And Elon Musk is doing great things, man, uh, much better than what this neurotypical kid called me. Will ever do with my life. 
So it's just another, you know, for as kooky as a guy as he is, and whether you agree with this, that, or the other thing, that that has to be inspirational uh, to, to kids, to, to teenagers, to um, adults on the spectrum. Well, well uh, and our son who is on the spectrum, he loves to perform, and he's really good at memorizing lines and, and remembering stuff. Yeah. And there were quite a few moments watching Elon on SNL where I said, Gosh, that could be our son up there someday. Like it Dude. just I mean, I literally saw our son in Elon. I'm like, "Holy cow, this opens up like every single door." Yeah, no. I mean, that would be like if our son was an eccentric billionaire when he's in his 40s, that would be an opportunity he would buy his way into. Yeah. You mean yeah. everyone has to pay attention and he gets to perform a skit in front of people? He would he love would it. Do all day. All yeah. the Dogecoin. He would give all the Dogecoin away. Which, by the way, my conspiracy theory that uh, on the final sketch of the night, Elon Musk was going to sell all of his Dogecoin (laughs) uh, did not come true. And in fact, during Weekend Update, they made a joke and he made the joke that it was a hustle and uh, the price dived 30% within the next three minutes. So uh, there you go. No one became a millionaire with Dogecoin, but we all did become more enlightened as to Elon Musk. road again Just can't wait to get on the road again The life I love is making music with my friends and I can't wait to get on the road again on So how many again. stops did you have in total? I mean it was three days, three cities, No, right? it was three and it was a, I would say three and a half days for sure. Okay. Um, my first stop was, it was about eight and a half, nine hours a day. My first stop Last Monday was in Carbondale, Illinois, which is the very southern tip of Illinois. Home to Southern Illinois University, a.k.a. where you go to party and not learn. (laughs) Um, My second stop was in Oklahoma City. So that that day I drove from Carbondale through Missouri to Oklahoma City. And then after Oklahoma City, I drove to... Socorro, New Mexico. So I drove through Oklahoma, Texas, and New Mexico. And then my final day was from Socorro, New Mexico to Tucson, Arizona. That was about six hours. But look at her. There she is, safe and sound. AJ's Great American Road Trip took her from Michigan to her new home in Arizona. I mean, that's where you're doing the show right now in beautiful 90-degree weather and sunshine. I am just floored at how gorgeous it is here. I mean, it is... It, I was telling Pat this yesterday. Um, you know, I've got a lot of stuff to do in the house. I've got a couple of faucets <laughs> to, to replace. Pat's going to love oh, that. Oh, no. You need to call a plumber. Don't do it. <laughs> no. Don't do it. Well, you know, so. Call that plumber. Tucson has um, hard water, which I didn't realize how much havoc hard water can like well, wreak on everything. You know, Flint, lead water. Tucson, hard water, tomato, tomato. No, listen, hard water and Flint water, uh, not the same thing. Flint water was definitely worse. But um, yeah, I had all these things to do in the house. And I was like, oh, I'll just wait for a rainy day. There are no rainy days here. It It is clear and sunny and gorgeous every day. And I love it. So how'd everything go? Everything went fine, um, other than it just being a completely boring drive. Um, I was going to say, I mean, that was the biggest, 
obstacle you faced probably was boredom. You would just call me bored out of your brains. Yeah, I mean, I the pets. Uh, so I did travel with, and this people have shit their pants over this. Um, I traveled with our dog, who yep. is. Oh, I thought she was sitting next to me in the shade. She's wandering. Oh no, she's right here. Um, I traveled with our dog, who is 13 years old. She's a mini schnauzer. She she sat in the front seat. I traveled also with our bird, our Senegal parrot, and a, and the snake. Yeah, who look at did, that. By, by the way. He, he did emerge this morning, so he's oh. still alive. But um, he, he was in like a little travel box, and our bird was in a little travel cage. And to be honest with you, the pets were not a problem at all. Um, the problem was just complete and utter boredom. That's all it was. But that wasn't most, even really um, a problem. Most boring state. Ooh. Oh, gosh. I, I got to go with, uh, with Oklahoma and Texas. Like okay. they're. But to be fair to Texas, I did only drive through like the northern that little that little square in the northern uh, left hand corner. That's what I drove across. So I'm sure the rest of Texas is beautiful, but the part I saw was pretty boring. Oklahoma was pretty flat, pretty boring. I mean, there were. I mean, we it was famously, famous uh, famous words of a former general manager of ours, Don Polnow, uh, who GM'd somewhere in Oklahoma. I believe was Oklahoma so flat you can watch your dog run away for two days. <laughs> then he then he gave you like a real Texas laugh, but he wasn't from Texas. I don't know why, no. but he seemed like he was. Yeah, no, it was just boring. But I'm here and it's all good. And I um, I wouldn't want to make that drive again anytime soon. But you yeah, know, we're flying. The the By the way, in case people are uh, wondering, we're flying myself and my son. With the cats. Yeah, we'll be there in two and a half hours. That's how long that's going to take. Somebody said that. They were like, how come you took those three pets and drove and Pat and Dylan get to fly? I said, they're flying with the cats. And to be honest with you, I would rather drive the three and a half days than fly with cats. Yeah, that is pretty scary. It's 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 whenever you involve other people in your bullshit and bringing animals and kids on a plane. And I feel like people have way more sympathy for babies than they do pets yeah see here's what i recommend you doing and i don't even know if you can do it because of the covid situation that's still around um i've seen like viral pictures of parents with like twin newborns and they basically make a little treat bag yeah. for everybody on the plane with listen. a note that says hey i'm sorry in advance yeah, <laughs> so that's a that baby cats. listen i've been that guy on that flight i flew with our son from seattle to chicago where he screamed the entire time on my lap, and I was in the middle seat. You ever see that single dad bouncing down the aisle? That yep. was me. That okay? was Pat. So people will give you some sympathy on a baby. Even the guy next to me had a little goo-goo-ga-ga. A fucking cat starts meowing? Yeah. No sympathy. People want to stab your eyes out. I am concerned that it's going to be it's gonna be bad <laughs> for you, I, but I love you. I am concerned for you. <laughs> You're gonna have um, you're gonna have some shit to unpack. Our our UPAC container just got picked up. Oh, good! Like, like right now, I was just watching them get it. We've uh, used that before for packing and moving. It's a nice little like reload cube. A couple different places do them, but you can uh, pack them full of your shit, and then they'll deliver it door to door wherever you're going. So like next week or something, you'll probably have one of those cubes. That's showing okay. Up. I got. 
Some work to do, you know? No, I, I'm glad because when you get to a new house, like your instinct is to fill it with stuff. And then you're like, hang on, I have stuff coming from Michigan. So just be patient. I mean, we're this house, we were very lucky because the owner left a whole bunch of furniture because he's literally serving overseas and has tried to sell this house multiple times yeah. and it fell through. And so he's just like, "I'm here's all the stuff, take it. So I've got like a dining room table. I had um, a box spring for the bed. And so, yeah, we're lucky in that sense. But um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm all about unpacking the cube. I'm, I'm happy to be here and I really like it so far. And it's, it's beautiful. It is yeah, absolutely beautiful. That's the other part that people didn't know. Um, yeah, AJ had never uh, been to our home before. I'm the one who purchased it. Um, she literally saw it through FaceTime and through photos. But you had never actually done the drive around, gone to the neighborhoods, uh, none of that shit. So this was literally you were you were just GPS into a new address and yeah. walking in. Well, and that's not like weird for radio people, even though we're not here for a radio job. Like we've done this before. Like I, when we moved to Seattle, I we we just map quested a apartment that I had never been to and showed up, and this is where he lives. So that it wasn't weird for me or anything. But it's a gorgeous house, great neighborhood. I love all the people here. Um, I already met a few of them and they're all really, really nice. And it's, yeah. it's just so refreshing to have nice weather every day. You, you'll be amazed at the effect it has on your mood in general. Yeah. You know, it was so funny. Um, what you guys don't know is there's a decent amount, but not a lot, but a decent amount of, of you know, footage audio that we dump that you never hear from our podcast. It's the cutting room floor. And, there were tons of instances of me saying that when I was in Hawaii and AJ was back here in Michigan, but it never aired because AJ sounded like a fucking raging Godzilla. Whenever <laughs> I bring it up, I would say, boy, you know, I'm dead. And she, yeah, I know. Yeah. It's been snowing for 21 days. You guys just have to understand. Listen, when Pat left for Hawaii on February 1st, there was no snow on the ground in Michigan. When he was in Hawaii, we got snow every single day. And I know all of you Michiganders remember it. And then when he came home in early March, the snow had melted. So it was just kind of like a cruel joke that the entire time he was gone, it was snowing every day. I was just trying to draw the same comparisons about my mental health and how I was doing better out there. And I said, boy, I sound like less stressed than you do. And every time I would try to do it, like this monster would snap back on the other side. I'm like, well, that's straight to the cutting room floor. <laughs> you know no what? I- but, but it really is true. Now, now that you're doing it, can you legitimately say that... Weather can affect your mood. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And I can tell, you know, the people who have lived here their whole lives aren't really affected by it anymore. Like, they don't care. But I care. And I'll tell you, it's easier to get up in the morning and get going when it is gorgeous outside and, like, the weather is not hindering your plans and your mood. I'll tell you what's interesting, though, and I figured this out over the last few days. Um, I have no doubt I'm going to lose a few pounds here because there's so much great food, but half the time it's so warm that none of it sounds good. So really like you're hungry when the sun goes down and you might eat a big dinner, but the rest of the day, like uh, yesterday for Mother's Day, I was like, oh, I drove past an In-N-Out burger. I was like, that 
is so amazing that we have those here and I want an In-N-Out burger. And then I decided, no, I don't. It's too warm. I don't want a burger. So I had like, I had some fruit and some yogurt and then I had a big dinner. But yeah, no, the, not only does the nice weather and the heat affect your mood, it affects your appetite, but no, I love it here. I freaking love it. I wish we would have done this sooner. Have um, any animals come to kill your animals yet? No, no, we have not had any issues yet. Um, Bobcats, owls, coyotes, you know. There's no wood for me to knock on here because it's Arizona. But uh, no, I, the only things I've seen, we have a bunny in our neighborhood and it's just, it's cute because you want to talk about camouflage. Holy hell, like up against the rocks, all you can see is the little white fluffy tail. Um, We have a little bunny that walks around our neighborhood and... um, some little lizards. I was bit by some sort of bug yesterday in my car. But other than oh, that, yeah. no. And hold on. You were fucked up by, by cacti. AJ oh, has already yeah. been inducted into the why you wear jeans when you garden in Arizona club. Yeah, I'm actually more afraid of the cactuses than I am the animals so far. And even yesterday, so I went for a hike. Um, it's called Dead Horse Canyon. It's in Catalina State Park, six minutes from our house. That's mind-blowing that, that there's a mountainous, gorgeous park that close to our house. But I went for a hike yesterday, and um, even yesterday, I'm, I'm, I kid you not, every plant here has something that can hurt you. Like, I walked past a couple of trees, and I have scratches on my arm this morning. <laughs> And I'm like, where, and I have scratches on the other arm too. I'm like, where the hell did all this come from? And my leg is scratched up from the cactus that I too casually walked past too close. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, at the moment, I am more afraid of the cactuses than I am the uh, creatures out here. That could change, but for now, I'm afraid of the cactuses. I thought about you because um, uh, my son and I, we were watching Ridiculousness, one of his favorite shows. And uh, it was some some whole little baby bunny. Oh, we nursed it back to health and let's let it go. And they let that thing go. And I mean, just instantaneously picked off by a hawk, instantaneously scooped up and taken away for dinner. And this kind of goes back to the whole, like, I feel like people are afraid of everything nowadays because before we moved here, I kind of asked on the Oro Valley Facebook page, like, hey, you know, we have two cats and like a 22 pound dog, you know, what do we need to know? And it was just horror stories of they could get picked up and carried away and killed by an owl, or there are bobcats that can get into your backyard, or there are rattlesnakes and there are... Which I mean, it's all true. There's javelinas. Yeah, no, it's all true. But now that I'm here, it's not quite as scary as everybody made it. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen anything yet. I've been here since last Thursday. I haven't seen anything. And again, she, I'm sure I will. But She I mean, has the, seen the dark predator known as the Arizona bunny rabbit. Yeah, exactly. The um, desert rabbit. But I mean, honestly, on that hike I went on yesterday, I use this, this app called All Trails. And it shows yeah. you trails close to your house and whatever. Great app. It's a great app. And it's got a lot of reviews. Like, it'll say, hey, avoid this part. Like, the review for this trail said, hey, the trail isn't well marked. So you can watch it on your app make sure you're on trail um but one lady said i saw a mountain lion there were a couple of rattlesnakes so i was expecting to like see something and um i saw a couple of lizards and lots of flies just kind of followed me everywhere like i was pig pen so (laughs) 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 but if if i was gonna see something it would have been on the hike yesterday and i saw nothing so no it's not quite as scary here as everybody made it out to be The Pat and AJ Podcast Network is available on all your favorite audio platforms. Subscribe today. Follow Pat and AJ on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook now at Pat and AJ. PatandAJ.com.
Support the Pat and AJ Podcast Network today by donating on Venmo or Cash App. Powered by the people. The Pat and AJ Podcast.